Hey guys, welcome to Make Pies Great Again. Back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm great. How's y'all? I'm excited. We finally have the Froning episode to air. So I'm super stoked for everyone to hear it. It's so good. Uh, But before we jump into that, I'm going to actually start with a little somber news. So I'm sure Mm. you've heard the the fire that's going up in Santa Cruz right now. It's absolutely ridiculous. Um, Some very close friends uh, of mine and yours uh, there. Uh, specifically Aaron from Life Aid, Fit Aid, mm-hmm. who are real close friends have lost their homes. And and if you've ever been to the Santa Cruz area, God, it's like the most gorgeous area ever. And so just the thought of it burning is just heartbreaking. But there's just so many people in need right now and so much help that uh, we need to give them. So I, you know, I just wanted to start with just kind of a plea to people listening. If you're uh, you know, in the spirit of giving and, and would like to help, um, you can obviously donate money and there's a link in my bio for that where you can go in and do that. It's also a link at the life aid or fit aid website where you can uh, donate cash. They're also in need of clothing supplies, everything from toiletries, lip balm, sunscreen, hand sanitizer, uh, underwear, socks, hats, like food, like anything you can imagine. If you want to donate any of those items, you can mail them directly to life aid, uh, attention Santa Cruz fire aid, which is two eight zero nine mission street, Santa Cruz, California, nine five zero six zero. And, uh, the life aid team will drive that around and donate it personally. So, uh, I would also encourage you to go to their website. It has all the details of where the money's being donated for the people that are donating money and they're trying to raise up to $50,000 and obviously more would be better, but, mm-hmm. um, really tragic events in yeah, Santa Cruz just, right now. Just hoping that everyone out there, because I know it's like stretching all over different parts of California now and everyone's affected. So just everyone, we, we, you are in our thoughts and prayers and we hope that you stay safe and um, that this, you know, gets over quickly. Yeah. Oh God, I hope so. And mm-hmm. I, I will just say like this, the, the team at Fit Aid Life Aid, they don't sponsor us for anyone that cares. No, not, right. not, not, not that it matters. They're just friends and uh, just genuinely fantastic people, yes. which is, um, you know, that it's heartbreaking. This happens to anyone and, you know, even more so when it's friends and you meet people as you kind of go through this CrossFit journey and as many CrossFitters are, they're just amazing. And, and yeah. the, the life aid people are no different. So yes, prayers to them and their families that they get through this uh, quickly and safely and, and we help them rebuild. So totally, totally. Too, too much experience with fires this year, Nikki. I know. I was just thinking the community was so incredible when we had our house fire and, and my um, father-in-law's house burned down last Christmas. So I'm like, I know the community is going to step up. That's what we do, man. That's what we do as a as a CrossFit family. That is what we do. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the sponsors of the show. Did you see me do mobility this weekend? Okay, I totally did. <laughs> I can't. First of all, thank you to Mobility Movement for you know hooking us up with with our own memberships, and that's number one. Number two, forcing us to get Bendy on Instagram Live. You oh crushed God. it, John. It, it, it was so funny, dude. So uh, Saxon and I are on mats. He brought a, he had a yoga mat provided by mobility movement. I don't have one. So I was just using like a <laughs> hint, go mat. hint, yeah. wink, wink. Yeah. So <laughs> we're sitting there and we've got the, the little camera set up and we're, she's got us in some sort of like make sure it's not pigeon, but it's kind of like pigeon, you know, mm-hmm. supplemental pigeon. <laughs> and uh, I like kind of quietly whisper to Saxon. I'm like, am I supposed to hear my muscles tearing? <laughs> <laughs> I knew nobody could hear him, but he's like trying not to laugh on air. It was, oh, it was, it was great. Like I felt great when it was over. Every time I do that, I'm like, oh, 
I should do it more often. But once a year is enough, it's enough. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sure. 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 Well, I will say that um, mobility movement has been really instrumental for me throughout like this COVID time and especially quarantine, because I just have been like sitting for so much. And now I, as you can see, I'm in a new home office. So I've moved myself around. I've got like a better desk that my husband built for me. I like bought a chair that forces me to sit up straight. And the fact that I have just been like sitting and sedentary and not like in my normal routine for the last few months, I have like really needed something to, to help me not like keel over because my lower back pain is so bad and, and mobility movement, their targeted sessions. Like they have like nice, like full body flows for after a crappy workout, but like their little targeted sessions have been really instrumental in making me just not break down because I'm in my thirties now and I sit all day. So thanks. Thanks guys. You're killing me with the thirties thing. So, um, yeah, it, she did the same thing with us. Like we did a low back routine uh-huh. and, uh, when you get a chance to do mobility movement, you know, Crystal who, uh, is the owner and founder and, and, you know, runs a lot of these sessions has such a calming way about her. I know. I love it. It it was very, very calming. I felt so much better for the rest of the day. So I do it more than once a year. I do it at least twice. (laughs) It's great. So for those of you that want to join, uh, go to their website, mobility movement movement is spelled M V M N T. Make sure you use our code MPGA 25, save 25% off at checkout. And, uh, Big encouragement, big thumbs up to mobility movement. So make get sure you do that. Bendy, yes. Get bendy and uh, also get healthy with Proper Fuel, which is our second sponsor. Been doing protein shakes with those guys and they're like totes yummy. I know. I actually really like them. And I will say that, so the proper fuel is a supplement company that's run by the same guys that run, um, like misfit athletics and sharpen the X. And I've known them for years now. And I was super stoked to see them branch out into this because everything that they do, they just pour their heart and soul into like misfit just was like a tiny little gym in Portland, Maine. And I used to live in Maine and like my husband and I dropped in once and we were like, Oh wow. Like, Oh, look, we're all Mainers and we all CrossFit. And, and we could tell from way back then they were on like the first iteration of their gym that they just poured their heart and soul into absolutely everything that they do. And, and I've always had a really great experience with all of those guys. So the fact that they were breaking out and doing this, um, you know, like supplements and protein powders, which you can get wrong, like you can definitely get, oh, them you, can, you can definitely get them wrong. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But, um, but it's really good. And they gave us uh, some of their flagship product, which is called proper recovery. And it is like the chocolatey chocolatiest, Chocolatiest. I don't know how you say yeah, it. Yeah, that's tastes close enough. real good. <laughs> tastes very chocolatey. I like yeah. that. And it's so good. And that's my, uh, that's my favorite part. Yeah, and you're right. Like you can totally get it wrong and they didn't. And I'll tell you what, like I'll I'll put the nutritional label in my story for the next couple of days so you guys can see it. So you can see what the mix looks like. And I think for me that's the most important thing. It doesn't upset my stomach, doesn't give me that uh Protein bloat, maybe is the best way I can describe it. Make you do bad things when you're doing deadlifts, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hey, it's sure. Look, all, not all proteins created equal and this stuff's good. So yeah. Super uh, good. Yeah. And we gave them a very special code. Also MPGA, no 25 for this one. Just put this MPGA, MPGA, MPGA. You'll save five bucks at checkout when you get proper fuel, go to the website, properfuel.co. There's no M on the end. Not.com. Yes. Dot .co and uh, put in our code and save five bucks. So with that, uh, off to the show. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? 
Oh, I'm Dandy. How's it going with you? Kind of a rare midday interview. Totally excited midday interview. Well, I'm just not used to seeing you in makeup. It threw me off. That's all it was. It just like totally well, threw that's me cor- off. That's quarantine. Me. I mean, look at you're in a suit. You like well, fancier than anyone that's first, ever been no, on the show. First of all, it's just a button down and a jacket. We're in uh, we're in business casual now, which is um, uh, what they call it, smart casual. We get to wear jeans, so I actually have jeans on, which is very exciting. Do you? For, are you sure? Bank. Because you might not have pants on at all, and I would never know. We're going with jeans. No one will ever <laughs> No one will ever know. That's enough about uh, my pantsless situation. However, we do have a really fun guest today. Rich Froning is with us. Rich, how are you? Good. I didn't wear my button down or my jacket either. Sorry, guys. I don't have makeup on either, so I'm, I'm have, totally not have, ready for this. If you have pants, then you're already a step ahead of John. Can you see in the camera that you'll never know? We'll never know. know. Never know. <laughs> oh, welcome, Rich. We're so excited to have you, especially yeah, now, given here. you know the fact that the the world has gone crazy and the CrossFit world has gone crazy, and feels like life has been crazy for all of us. So we're just you know it's good timing to figure out what uh, what's been going on with you lately. Man. Yeah, yeah. There's, I mean, as you know, as crazy as the world has been, you know, you have three kids. It's always busy. It doesn't matter what what goes on because. Uh, you know, they, they don't really realize that Lakeland kind of, I guess, grasps every once in a while that she can't go into a restaurant and play in the play place. So she's mm-hmm. angry about the whole pandemic. But other than that, the other two have no idea what's going on. But uh, so they're, they're as wild as ever. But it's, uh, I mean, luckily where we're at, I've got about a 60, 160 acre buffer around anybody else. So uh, not a bad place to be quarantined, I guess. You know, that, uh, that kid thing never changes, by the way, mine are 16 and 18 and they're, they're still crazy. So, yeah, yeah. My, my girls are, they're incredible. They're awesome. I thought my oldest daughter was wide open, um, but she doesn't hold a candle to how destructive and how <laughs> crazy my son is. So I'm getting paid back. Uh, my dad lets me know every day I'm getting paid back. Wow. Yeah, but it's fun. It's awesome. I appreciate that you've been social distancing way before social distancing was cool. Right. Yeah, that's true. I, it really <laughs> hasn't changed. Nothing's really changed much for us around here. You know, we have our probably four or five people we work out with every day. And that's, you know, if I never had to leave this land, I probably never would, you know, but um, Hillary gets mad at me. She's like, let's just go do something. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm fine here. So yeah, I think um, it's you, awesome, and, you and my husband are exactly the same way. But our compound is really, really small in comparison to yours. But he's the same way. He's like not phased at all with the fact no. that we can't really go places or no. I, yeah, no, I'm good. You know, I, we're uh, we got plenty to do here. So it's been uh, you know, it's it's tough, but it's not not that bad. I think it was kind of my life before the pandemic anyway. It there you go. There literally you go. just home in the gym. That was it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And when you have both at the same place, you're good, right? Well, technically I do. I, I go into the gym because I like to be, I like to be around right. people, even social right, right. distance. Like I, I just don't work out as hard as hard. Like we, we can't all be you rich. Like I can't work out <laughs> as, as hard at home. Like I need somebody to yell at me. And, well, uh, you, know, you know, we, uh, this time of year, there's not a ton of it. I feel so bad for Haley. Cause it's like, she's still pushing for something and we'll still do the workouts with her. Or I'll do the workouts with her, but I'm just like, Haley, you're not going to get hundred percent right now. Like I just, you know, you get into a workout and you're, you, you want to push, but then part of you is like, man, you got a whole year of this again. Like let's, uh, 
let's just mail it in here a little bit and get the work done. But it's been, uh, it's been tough, honestly. Like I feel bad because she's, you know, she's grinding. She's like, mm-hmm. Hey, let's do this. You want to do something else? And I'm like, no, I think I'm going to stand out here and shoot my bow a little longer. You know, we're getting ready for an elk hunt. And so, um, going out to Colorado in September. So I'm like, that's, that's what I'm training for right now. So, um, it's, it's fun, but it's, it's hard. I feel bad for What is it? What's it like for you just kind of not having the team comp on the horizon for the first time in a little bit? Yeah. You know, I, uh, it sucks, you know, like you train all year, luckily with, with the sanctional format, we got to compete a little bit, not nearly, not nearly to the level I would like to, um, you know, there's, it's definitely first, first world problems, not being able to, to do that. So this is what retirement might be like, you know, like I get to work out and enjoy working out instead of stressing about the next thing I need to do. And, um, you know, it's, it's a whole lot less stressful because I don't know, you know, everybody, likes to think that just because I'm not competing individual, um, there isn't stress in it, but there's a ton of, you know, anytime you compete and anytime, um, I think there's a little bit more stress cause you're pushing for other people. Uh, I just enjoy that stress way more, but man, I would be lying if I kind of wasn't like, man, working out for fun is kind of fun. You know, <laughs> but I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do that cause it's extremely painful. So you know what? I'm not going to do it today. So, uh, but there's still days where I'm like, all right, I don't want to push hard. And so, you know, we just did a, uh, an outdoor triathlon, which is about as far out of my comfort zone as possible. Um, distance wise, you know, like I enjoy, I enjoy swimming. I enjoy mountain biking and I'm coming around to enjoying running. Um, but combining those three and doing them for almost three hours does not sound fun to me. So, uh, actually had a great time doing it though. And, uh, it was, it was fun to have that to train for, I guess. Um, so we had that, had that to train for, for a little while. And then now this, this hunting trip, we're going out to Colorado. So, um, at least there's something, you know, like I, I don't understand, like, it'd be hard for me not to have a goal to train towards. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm way over training for an elk hunt, but, um, at least I feel like I, I, I'm training for it, you know? So what do you need? Like, what kind of physical capabilities do you need for an elk hunt? You don't just like sit in a tree stand. No, so like- we're, we're, we're going, uh, we're going bow hunting. So there's a lot more, you know, like we gotta, gotta hike out to it. We're not, we're going, we did a, one a couple of years ago that was guided. Um, this one will be unguided. So we'll just be out kind of scouting and doing that type of stuff. And the last one I went on, um, I averaged about 10 miles a day of hiking. Damn. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of time on your feet and a lot of, you know, if you, you want to be ready when you have to take that shot, that your heart rate isn't, um, super, super high. And so, um, you know, just trying to be smart, try to have some fun. Hmm. Yeah. I, so I grew up in the South. I think I may have told Rich this at some point, but, yeah. and, and I grew up deer hunting. And so Nikki, this is what it's like. Like, you're not just walking around in shorts and tennis shoes. Like you're at a CrossFit. No. Like you, got, you, yeah. got a, yeah. you got a pack on and you're, you know, a bow or a gun. Like you're carrying. I get that. I get that. I just didn't know if it was like, I mean, hiking to get to somewhere. You, seems to me like you don't right, need to right. train much for the, you seem pretty fit for the <laughs> hike. It's just all I'm right. saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I would be just fine in my current physical state. But like I said, it gives me, it gives me something to train for. And, you know, like, all right, you know, like, so the last time I did a ton of uh, standing biker or just biker stuff, because, you know, what we do is a lot of short fast. And so if you get a lot of time on your feet over a couple of days, it it can wear on you a little bit. Um, But as far as heart rate wise, it wasn't anything terrible. My buddy, uh, who's actually uh, my partner on Froning Farms, man, my childhood best friend, 
never does CrossFit. And I warned him the last time we went, I was like, dude, you've got to do something. I don't know. I'm, I'll be all right. He, the first day he got so crushed that he didn't go out the whole second day. Um, so this time he's actually been out, been to the gym, goes to the gym three or four days a week. And so he's actually getting into some type of shape. So, um, you don't have to be in incredible, impeccable shape. It's going to give you a better, better chance. Uh, but you need to have some type of physical uh, capability for sure. Are you going to be one of those guys in retirement, Rich, that's so competitive still that you go on these elk hunts and you just have to beat everybody? So what this yeah, is going to be like for you? I mean, I think, you know, being a competitor in anything is part of my nature. Um, it's just, it's just who I am. It's how I grew up. It's, uh, just, just like I said, it's who I am. And so, yeah, I've got to have something to kind of push for physically, um, to, to train for, to, you know, you can't really, I guess, beat anybody at elk hunting, but you don't want to be the one that everybody's waiting on or anything like that. So, um, I just want to be physically prepared for anything that comes up. Been shooting my bow every day, you know, anywhere from 40 to hundred arrows. Um, in that range, trying to do some, I've done a couple workouts with shooting in it, just in case, Hey, you come up on a, you're, you're hiking and your heart rates, you know, super spiked and you come up on some, and so, uh, just want to be ready and try to try to be prepared for whatever's coming, you know, general physical preparedness, that whole thing that we talk about in CrossFit. So, that whole thing. uh, want to be there. Nikki, you ever been hunting before? No. And I was just thinking like, I'm going to embarrass Matt so much because Matt grew up hunting. My husband grew up hunting and living in the middle of absolutely nowhere in the woods in Maine. Um, and so he's going to be like, I don't know this woman asking these questions. (laughs) (laughs) Who is she? She follows me home every day. (laughs) There's there's nothing wrong with trying to learn about it. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, I get a lot of, you get some flack from social media and stuff like that, but, um, you know, we're trying to do it the right way and do it the humane way. And, and, you know, as long as the, I, I completely understand that people, when people are vegan or vegetarian that don't like it and want to get mad at it, but the ones that drive me crazy that are eat meat, but are too much of a coward to go out and get their own. That's the one that drives me crazy. So, um, I, I actually kind of enjoy the little bit of, uh, social media flack that you get every once in a while from hunting. So the frenzy. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. And I don't know, like I honestly, though, I, the last here's, Here's the disaster. Um, <gasps> hey, buddy. Say hello. Hi. <laughs> so he's <laughs> wide open. He's like one of the wild boys on uh, Peter Pan. That's Trice. He's covered in something. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, you know, just want to have some fun. And yeah, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I honestly, so my social media, um, I, Dre has been running it for me for about eight weeks now, ever since all the CrossFit stuff happened, I deleted it off my phone. And Mm. so I I have not looked at Instagram or Twitter in over eight weeks. Um, so if I ever post anything, it's, I send Dre a picture and I'm like, here, we can put this caption on there or, you know, we have obligations with different sponsors and stuff. So they'll send me a picture and tell me who it's for. And I, you know, it's still me. Um, but I'm not, I just, it's been awesome. Honestly, it's been so great to just disconnect from that completely. And, um, there's just so much negativity and, and, uh, all that stuff going on. So no, she had her house. So Nikki, you know what I heard in all that is now it's free reign on all froning memes. Go for it, man. Go for it. Go for it. Do what you got to do. I I can't because your dad follows me now and I'm scared. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm scared of him. I am scared of him. He's like my, he's my uh, dream as I get older. Like as soon as I saw him, I'm like bald, good beard, huge arms. I'm like, yeah, this guy's, 
This is why I aspire so to be. So funny. Like, and funny. funny goals. Yes. Yeah. He's, uh, I wish, I blame myself for creating his social media, actually. Like, <laughs> I, the one day he's like, I, I got Instagram. And I'm like, all right, what'd you put? And his name was like, Rich Froning Senior 3 or Rich, something like with underscores and stuff. And I was like, no, we got to fix that. And so I made him the original one. And every day I regret making him an Instagram <laughs> every day. So, Oh my God. It I love it. It's, it's so funny. Like if you would have known my dad 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, and you said, Hey, you know, showed a picture that he posted with the caption. He'd be like, no way that's that guy. So um, it's so funny just to see the posts that he makes. And they're like, did you see the post? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't look at any of his stuff. I love him, but, uh, you know, everything has a question mark or an exclamation point and then 15 hashtags. And so, um, I gotta love him. He's doing it right. That's what that means. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> he, he loves it. He loves it. He'll be sitting at the, so his internet, I'm telling on him a little bit. I don't know if he'll watch this or not, but he'll, uh, his internet's not the greatest up at the top of the mountain. And so every once in a while I'll drive either down or be coming up and he's sitting there in the van and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making Instagram post. My, uh, it won't post up at the top, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So, so embarrassing. (laughs) Oh my God. So embarrassing. He's, he's like all of our dads. Oh man. He's definitely, he's definitely like my dad. Yeah. He's absolutely like, yeah. But your dad isn't in the public eye very much, is he? Uh, yeah, he is now. Thank the Lord mine is not. Oh my God. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, 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 tough. It's, it's clearly a different thing for my dad, but, but you know, my dad's getting like, he's getting the big head cause he's getting messages from people in Europe oh, and Australia, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and they, you know, he's, he's a true southerner. Like, you know, he's a yep. southerner as they come. And so they just think yep. he's cute. You know, they think he's cute and adorable. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. over here just like petrified of what he's going to post next you know same yep yep i know yep. how that goes uh, there's been a couple of times that i'm like hey dad i know you have an opinion and i respect your opinion and you can talk about that to anybody do not put it on social media whatever you're going to say do not get into <laughs> anything political do not like because yes. like when you sit here and talk to him i'm like oh gosh if he goes home and posts that i'm done like we're all yep. done you know yep. like so yep mm-hmm. That is I'm me like, and my hey, dad on a daily basis. Like, I'm I like, have, like now more than ever, you got to be careful. Uh huh. Uh huh. And like, talk to your people, and like, I'll have a respectful conversation with anyone that I disagree exactly. with. I don't care exactly. what you think. Exactly. Exactly. Like, good. No, it would be people would unfriend me. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> dad. Exactly. I'm like, Dad, you now can control what happens to your son and your grandkids. Like, mm-hmm. be be careful. So yeah, please, please, night. please. How, how was you said you deleted everything how was that for you just i don't know emotionally is the right word but i know when when it all went down with crossfit it was a really ugly moment mm-hmm. in a in a community that is known for just as you know general great spirit like yeah yeah it was tough you know like um and i honestly i'm not a i hate the fact of cancel culture um and all that and i don't even think it was it was just it was hard you know to see how great the crossfit community is um, but just to see how much, and it wasn't like, you know, I, you get so caught up and everybody, you know, you read some of the messages and people are like, how could you do that to somebody over one thing they said? And I was like, it wasn't one thing. It was a track record of just poor leadership. And so, um, it was just kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me, you know, being 
used to part of seminar staff for a couple of years, not huge on the seminar staff, but in there for a little while, being an affiliate owner, being an athlete for 10 plus years, it's just, you get tired of it. And so uh, I've kind of had enough and you see that stuff and just, you know, the lack of lack of leadership was the the hard part, but then just to see everybody just pile on and inter inter fight and intermingle and, or uh, you know, just try to, it was, it was tough for a couple, like for about seven, eight days, I was so, you know, I got rid of social, but I was on my phone and probably talked on the phone more than I have in my entire life. And by the end of it, I was just like, by Friday of that week, I was just emotionally wrecked, like almost mm-hmm. like mental breakdown, um, verge of mental breakdown just because, you know, you're just so caught up in it and you want this thing to work and you know how incredible it can be. And there is a way to save it, but you weren't sure it was going to be allowed to be saved. And so it was just, oh man, just talking to people and and just seeing, seeing people that were trying to take advantage of opportunities, which, you know, you've got to, you know, take care of your family and do those type of things. But the opportunism in it was, uh, it opened my eyes on some people. I gained a ton of respect for people that I didn't really know a ton of about, um, and lost a ton of respect for people that, um, I thought I knew really well. So it was a, it was an interesting, um, week. It made me realize in no way, shape or form will I ever be in any type of politics. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Yeah, no way. We did. I thought, um, there was so much that came out of it for Nikki and I, we, you know, we got, had got to have a ton of great conversations. Got a good content. Yep. Well, I mean, besides the content, we got to, we got to meet a lot of people. And like, as an example, we had uh, easy Muhammad on, like, I had no yep. idea you guys were close friends until they came oh, on. Yeah. He, he yeah, told yeah. us about your dance moves. He, he said you got <laughs> great dance moves. So uh, I don't know if I've ever danced in front of easy. <laughs> Actually, he told the story about you taking him, taking him to, um, was it a NASCAR event? Nikki? Yeah. NASCAR race. Yeah. Heck yeah. 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 Yep. He got sunburned for the first time there. He was like, <laughs> man, why does my, why does my skin hurt? We're like, dude, did you have sunscreen around? He's like, well, no. Uh, it was and his wife. Honestly, Yana was super angry at us that he came back darker. Like I, it was the weirdest, you know, things you don't think about. And uh, no, yeah, me and me and Easy go. I mean, he started CrossFit with me and uh, a great friend of mine. There, me, me and Hillary are uh, godchildren of his kids, and so uh, really good friends of ours. So yeah, awesome. it's been tough, you know. And and we had some good conversations as well, you know, things that we don't think about, you know, because. I just think of easy as my brother and I don't really see any of those things or think about those things, but to hear, you know, the, the pain and stuff that he grew up with or different things that he'd gone through, you know, you just don't, I never saw that or really thought about that. So it was, it was good to have, have those conversations and ask, you know, Hey, how can we do better? And what can we um, partner with and and help out with and um, you know, just do better. How can we be better? I, I hope everybody comes out of it with that. Like, you know, I looked at it, um, you know, I've been training with the pan checks now for yep. se- several years and like, you can, you're not going to find a nicer family on the planet. No. And so, I, so I, you know, I, that's been my experience with CrossFit is, you know, CrossFit with this amazing family that they just yep. love everybody and they're kind and sweet people, you know, and then you start talking to people and you realize it's not everyone's experience. And all of a sudden it's like, well, can I do more? You know, right. can I, can I help others? And I, I hope right. that's what comes out of it is that we all want to continue to approach it with a spirit of learning, not with a spirit of, all right, we've got to run off this person who doesn't necessarily agree with yeah. us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And have preconceived notions. And 
Yeah, I think I think discussion is the biggest thing. I think that's one of the things, especially in this country that we've gotten so far away from is like we can disagree. You know, we don't have to necessarily can we find common ground? I think that's one of the things that made us great in the beginning is we've got to figure out a way to get back to that. Not, you know, you can we can have, like I said, disagreements. But right now, so either people are so far right or so far left that we can't even come to the table and either understand why that person comes from that angle or say, you know, all right, I, I can see why you're doing it. It's just, it's tough, man. It's, or, and, and Nikki, it's just like, it's hard that we can't, we can't have those discussions. Yeah. I think for me, I've, because I've been CrossFitting now and coaching since 2010, which feels like I'm ancient in the CrossFit world. <laughs> right there. I'm right there with you. It's why, like, first of all, we are old AF. How did old, we get so old? old? And that's what I tell people. It's not necessarily the age. It's the mileage that Ugh. I'm working with, you know, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a, you know, a 200,000 mile 33 year old, you know, I'm not like a, I'm not, I wasn't garage kept. I was road hard, put up wet. So. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Old, uh, for the sport, not necessarily for this earth, right, but right, right. that is to say I've had a ton of different, uh, CrossFit experiences and gyms that I've worked at and trained at and people that I've met and in, in, in media and in coaching and in just everyday life. And what I have found since the dust has kind of settled and that everyone hopefully believes that we're moving in the right direction um, right. is that people have started to become a little bit more open to just having the conversations and finding the common ground it was so heated in the beginning. And I swear if I could have deleted everything right. off of my phone, I would have just like you, I fully yep. am like jealous of the mental <laughs> headspace that you've been able to get back. Um, right. But at least like through those conversations and they were tough. I mean, there were nights where we were podcasting and having really difficult conversations with people. And I would just go to bed exhausted. Exhausted. And I'm not even the person that's experiencing any of that. Right, right. Damn, like the world is insane and I can't even process all of it. But coming out of it now, we're like a month or two out, I finally feel like all the gyms I've been at and all the different kinds of people that I've met are starting to at least say, all right, you know, now, now I think we're going in the right direction or like, you know what? I still don't want to affiliate and this is why. And we're at least being able to hear each other out a little bit more, I hope. Agreed. Agreed. Crazy. Well, uh, well, and you had a chance to, you've met new guy, Eric, we haven't met him yet, but it sounds like, uh, sounds like he's pretty open to kind of like he's facilitating a lot of conversation, which is great. Yeah. He's uh, he, you know, he came out to Cookville for a weekend. You know, we have myself, Matt, Tia, you got Haley. So it's a pretty good, you know, good, good place to get a pulse of where the athletes are. Um, And he came out to a train with Rich for the weekend and hung out and uh, great dude, great guy. Um, I was out in Boulder kind of, we did our, our family uh, RV trip, which was another story. Uh, but we started out kind of in Boulder and, and met with, with uh, him and the team, did a little run there where I smashed Dave Castro into the ground <laughs> um, after he talked all kind of mad shit. And then uh, it was good. You know, it's, it's cool that he's, you know, bringing some professionalism to it, uh, bringing a little bit of outsider, but still an insider. You know, he's done CrossFit for years, owned an affiliate for years. Um, but has the business mind of it and wants to take care of and and sees the importance of the community and the importance of the games and how they can actually work together, contrary to popular belief, you know, right? that it could, we could both coexist and be good things and, and actually help each other. Um, and so it's been cool to hear his thoughts and ideas and his willingness to just 
um, listen to athletes and listen to affiliates and listen to, you know, everybody. And so I'm, I'm hopeful and optimistic about the future for sure. I think that kind of the hyper professionalism that he brings is really needed. Like I, yeah, I felt that yeah, way for, for years. Sure. There, there just have not been a lot of, you know, besides rogue and maybe your brand and a couple of others, there have been very few CrossFit brands that are hyper professional and he comes yeah. in and he exudes that. You can already see it in the press yeah. releases that he's putting. Right. Out, which is yeah. Yeah. It's not terrific. just littered with F bombs, which I think <laughs> part of it, but it's just like, maybe she was a little tack, you know, just a touch. Yeah. small amount just you know for the rest of the outside world that doesn't know us exactly. and love us for everything that we do like yeah. exactly so yeah no i think like i said i'm i'm really looking forward to see how eric can take it and uh to being a part of it and you know that was the hard part in that whole deal was like mayhem was going to be fine you know you're going to have your mayhems you're going to have your nc fits you probably have um you know different gyms that will thrive and brands will thrive. We're so much better together as mm. a CrossFit community. Um, and we can move the the needle, I guess, on humanity a whole lot better together than a bunch of broken up different factions of functional fitness or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so that for me was the hard part. Like, you know, honestly, I, we could have just kind of, you know, closed the gates and closed the walls and, and been fine. Mayhem would have been all right. Um, but, you know, talking to Austin Maliolo um, and talking to some of those other guys and girls and, and figuring out that, Hey, we are so much better together um, than a bunch of different pieces. And so uh, that was the hard part for me, honestly, for that probably week to 10 days where um, everything was kind of in limbo. We were like, all right, how can we make this work? And um, who can we get behind and, or can we all pull together? What's, what's going to be, you know, the best way to move the brand and the name, you know, in, in the end, it's just a name but it's a recognizable name that everybody can kind of unite under. And it's, it's pretty good name, a pretty good brand. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. Like I said, I'm optimistic about it. Same. Yeah. I was so heartbroken to see, and I, I fully thank and respect the people who made the mass exodus to begin with, because it started the gears in motion that we needed. So like, I get that, but I was just hoping and praying, keeping all my fingers and toes crossed that everyone would want to come back and that we could all just like hug, I guess from a six foot distance, but like hug under (laughs) this one roof again, because I just, I don't want to do CrossFit and you do fit fit and you do fit cross and you do whatever. And like, I don't want that. I just want to be together in the same thing. Exactly. And yeah. And then when you travel, it's so much easier to Google, Hey, where's the CrossFit gym, you know, versus like, all right, what, okay. What gym is this? What do they do? All right. It looks like they do CrossFit, you know? So it's like, can I drop the weights here? I don't. Exactly. Exactly. Hey guys, we're going to take a quick break from rich. And before we get back to that, we're going to talk about another sponsor of the show. Versa lifts. We need Versa lifts in our life. I should say you do. You need Versa lifts in your life. Nice. Hey, my ankle mobility is I, but I will say that I do always slip them into my shoes whenever we're doing any like front rack type of movement. So like front squats or lots of wall balls, things like that. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe my ankle mobility is crappy. I remember, I remember my score from Baltimore. No, I, I used them the other day. So I have these, uh, have these. Uh, shoes I lift in innovates are super flat, like as flat as flat mm-hmm. as flat can be. They're like converse, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they send me the verse of I'm like, all right, I'll, you know, how could they maybe? Cause I'm like skeptical about everything. Mm-hmm. I slip them in and I'm in my basement gym and I do some squats and they were great. Mm-hmm. Like really like 
really, really great. It was almost, it was, it, was, it wasn't like wearing lifters, but it was a lot like wearing lifters. Totally. Like, totally. You know? Yeah. And if you're new to VersaLifts, what they are like, technically, if I break it down, they're like a little heel lift insert that you're supposed to put in your training shoes. And it kind of makes them feel a lot more like lifters, but they're a good alternative to lifters. Well, number one, they're very cost effective. If you don't have a pair of lifters, you want to spend all that money. But number two, for me, especially, I find that they're really, they're really good for like interwad use. So like, I'm not going to wear lifters if I'm doing a workout that's like wall balls and box jumps or wall balls and double unders or something like that. But they give you the effect of lifters and that they like help your ankle mobility and they help you get into the right positioning and, and get the proper technique, but they're not, they don't, they're not like a super stiff shoe that you can't then run around the block in or like do box jumps in or something like that. So that's why I really like them. Well, I like the fact because I have like a million pairs of shoes. <laughs> yep. I, I'm not stuck with like, and don't get me wrong. I have three pairs of lifters, but I, uh, <laughs> but I'm not stuck with a single choice. I can use my Innovates. I can use my Reeboks. I can use my Nikes. I can use whatever, you know, and just my UAs. I can just drop them in and they're great. And mm-hmm. I've used them in multiple pairs of shoes. They've been equally good in all of them. You know, you, once you get them in, you don't really notice they're there. They just kind of become part of the shoe. Um, and super comfortable and uh, yeah, I think they felt for my ankle mobility. So I yeah. think that's a good thing. Have you noticed that they don't slip too? That's the one thing that I was worried about because it's just the little back part. Like it's just the part that's like right under your heel and it goes just to the halfway part of your arch. And I thought they were going to move around, but they never do. Yeah, no, they don't slip at all. And they make, you know, it, the, the, it makes the shoe fit slightly different, which isn't a bad thing. Like that's not a negative review. It's just like, you know, you can feel them under your heel. So mm-hmm. it, it's almost like having a new shoe all of a sudden, which again, mm-hmm. as a, as someone who buys a lot of shoes, I really like that. So, yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, guys, check them out. They're called the V2s uh, from Versalifts and, you know, support the folks that help support us. And then you all of a sudden support the podcast as a whole. So it's a nice little, nice warm hug for everyone. I know. Let's all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> all right. With that, uh, let's get back to the show. What is this family RV trip that you guys took? Oh man, yeah. So we uh it was last minute, you know, the when madness it looked like madness wasn't gonna happen. Um for years, you know, we've wanted to, you know, it, around my birthday I never get to do any type of vacation. It's always game stuff. Right. Um I'd want been wanting to go out west. It's super hot and humid down here in the south. So we were like, let's take an RV trip. Um so me, myself. Um, with the wife and kids and then my brother-in-law, sister-in-law and their daughter all got in an RV that was way too small, but one of our members at the gym let us borrow it for free and we went out West and it was, it was the biggest disaster and probably nothing else (laughs) could have gone wrong, but I've never had more fun in my life and would do it again tomorrow if I could, even if I knew everything else was going to go wrong. Uh, we started out, we just went out, me and my brother-in-law rotated out driving I mean, this thing had has two twin beds and then a pullout queen uh, couch bed, I guess. And that's what we, you know, luckily, though, the money we saved on renting an RV, we stayed in a hotel a couple nights. But so we went out to Boulder from Boulder, uh, went up to Estes Park, Colorado, which is beautiful. From <gasps> I there, love it out oh, there. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, my God. It's amazing. From there, we went to Cheyenne. Um, from Cheyenne, we went up to the Black Hills. And then Black Hills, we kind of came back through the Badlands, which not the best place to camp. It's super hot and miserable. So we kept going. Um, and then we went to Chamberlain, South Dakota, and the RV broke down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
God. Yeah, had to get it towed. Uh, it was a it was a chore. Um, and then we ended up making it home. But we were gone for about ten days. Went out to Mount Rushmore a little bit. Got to see some wild bison out Custer, South Dakota. Uh, like I said, it was it was incredible. It was like I said, it couldn't have been more of a disaster or more things going wrong. But I couldn't have had more fun. Kids loved it. Like as soon as we got home. We're, you know, cleaning everything up. My daughter, run, Lakeland, runs out. She's kind of playing around, runs right back in the camper. She's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, where's the house? Go to the house. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, next next day we, we had to go um, replace the fuel filter. That was part of one of one of the problems that, that had happened. Um, and so we were driving up to my dad's and my youngest two wanted to get back in the camper. I'm like, you guys were just in it for 10 days. They wanted back in and wanted to go. And so uh, it was awesome. I, I Hillary was not the biggest fan of it, uh, but she was a trooper and, uh, I'll do it again as you know, once a year, every two years, whatever it is. Uh, cause it was, it was also awesome. a great family time. Like I said, it was a disaster, but it was, uh, <laughs> couldn't have had more fun. Oh my God. I wouldn't uh, have survived. I'm, I'm uh, just, I'm just trying to imagine three little kids in a RV. I'm just trying oh, to man. Right? Yeah. There, yeah. Four. Yeah. So you had a six, six year old, then you have Trice who's three. Violet, who's two, and then Indy, who's almost two, but about eighteen months. And so, yeah, it was uh, it was a party. It, it was way better though than like them being like we were in a drivable RV. So you know, they we had them sit ninety percent of the time. Um, but you know, if they're in a tr- if we're pulling a trailer or a pull behind, they're stuck in a car seat in the right. back the whole time, and it would be miserable. So um, it was it was fun. It was a great yeah. time. I'm with you. I've never understood that. I actually just went camping for the first time in my life last wow, year. Wow, nice. Congrats. Not, thank you. Not a camper, but like my husband grew up, like I said, in the woods in the absolute yeah. middle of nowhere. So he brought me camping for the very first time when I was like 31, 32 nice. years old. Nice. There you Turns go. out I friggin' love camping. Nice. There you go. But we're, we're tent people. And like yeah. the first campsite we ever went to, he brought me, it was, he was so sad. He was very, very careful. He huh? was like, it was a surprise. He did not tell me because I okay. did not camp. Like, right, right. That's, you sound like Hillary. Yep. 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 But he picked a spot that had like bathrooms and running water. And, right. um, it was kind of like an RV site. So like yeah. we had the only tent nice surrounded by people that drove their living rooms out into the woods yep, yep. and i did not understand what was happening i'm like looking around and i get this like weird vibe because people go and they set up for the whole summer and they like yep, set yep. up like like furniture outdoors and like lights and i'm like something's up like what am i what am i feeling what am i, what seeing? I yeah and i'm like oh my god it's a trailer park <laughs> you literally brought me to tent in a trailer park and I don't understand. Like nice. but it was, it was the coolest thing ever. And I'm totally in love with it. And since then we've gone to like state parks and, you know, some right. more rural yeah. sites, That's but I've awesome. never understood like those pull behinds, man, they're nicer than my house. So nice. Yep. But you can only get in them once you're parked. I know. Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah. I, we have, we actually have one. We're trying to sell it, but after having the drivable, I was like, I'll, we'll do a drive. And it's just so easy. Hop in, you go. You set it up, you're done. Whereas, yeah. you know, with the trailer, it's, you got to hook it up. You got to un, you got to detach it. You got to do all this other stuff. So, um, it's, it was fun. Like I said, the kids loved it. Uh, Hillary did not love it. Uh, but she was a trooper through the whole deal. There you go. She's my mom goals. Yeah. I've never, I've never done a trip like that with my girls, but when they were little, we did a lot of trips. We'd drive down South and I would yeah. drive and they would sit in the back and, and, uh, 
we talked about this on a podcast a while back. They'd watch Veggie Tales, so they'd sit in the back uh-huh. and have right. TVs, right. and they watch. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to know what a nerd Nikki is, she's never heard of Veggie Tales. I just learned what Veggie Tales was like a week you know, ago when we recorded you, that podcast. You know, Veggie Tales is back too. They've got new episodes. I must explore. Yes. I've yeah, never kids. heard of Veggie Tales in my in my life. Yep. Yep. VeggieTales is back. They've got new episodes. So at Lakeland's just, we just got her uh, hooked up on it because um, she had, we had YouTube kids on her phone mm-hmm. and YouTube kids is like the worst thing on the planet. And Uh-oh. so I was just looking for something that was a little bit better. And so there's this app called Yippie and you have to actually pay for it, but the videos are actually like parent reviewed. Like I, and I'm, I'm not one of those like weirdos that are like, Oh, I can't let my kids watch. But some of the stuff I'll be like, the heck are you watching i'll turn around and it's just like weirdos on youtube kids so yeah. we switched to yippee and they have brand new veggie tales episodes so um if you want to watch any new veggie tales that's where it is See, my my teens will watch the new stuff i'll guarantee it <laughs> exactly like- yeah so tell them it's on yippee but it's it's uh yeah oh man youtube kids gives me the heebie-jeebies yeah. oh my god isn't it so strange it's so I have weird young nieces and we say that all the time we're like why are there like grown-ass men grown-ups kids yeah content yeah but like, but like pretending to be not like i'm an older person and i'm doing a puppet show and you're watching right, content. Right, right, it's right. like it's like an older person kind of like pretending to be young and you're cool talking and about weird. blippy aren't you i don't know what i'm talking <laughs> yeah. about but it skews me out yeah. that's what you're talking Mm-mm. about yeah yeah, it's too much for like me. It. And so I'm just like, all right, we're going to we're gonna ease up on that because mm-hmm. it's creepy. And then, so I had this epiphany. The other, somebody was like, because Trice, he loves watching kids play tractors or whatever. And somebody was like, why do kids like watching other kids play? Why don't they do it? Yeah. However, think about this. What do you like to watch? Uh, like People work out, right? Yeah. yeah. People play sports. Yeah. It's the same thing. That's what they know, you know, like it's the stuff they like to do. It never, never thought about it until I was like, oh, I like to watch football. Why don't I go play football? Well, it's a little bit harder. Kids, same thing. They want, cause that's what they know. They know how to play right now. And so they watch these other kids. Play. I was like, oh, all right. I kind of get it now. So oh, interesting. Yeah. I never yeah, thought about I never, it that way. Yeah. At first I was like, why the heck? Go at me. And then now I'm like, oh, all right, I kind of get it. Because it's all they so, know. I guess that also kind know. of makes it's sense their... with like the unboxing videos. Like they love opening presents. They love so, like... it. They love opening presents, right? They want new stuff. They want to see what's in the box. Yeah. I, at first I blew my mind and then I thought about it and I was like, huh, hmm. makes sense. So there you are. I think you Piece just earned yourself right a, a, a little bit of knowledge there. Dad pair of dad, big white sneakers or something. There we like go. That. I know, right? You're yeah, leveling up. Where I'm at. <laughs> leveling up. I, I, I suspect Fully operational. Yeah, you probably already have a big pair of the dad speakers. So one thing I appreciated about this interview, Rich, for the record, is that, you know, the reason we're doing it in the middle of the day is that, you know, you spend family time in the evening, which I think is yep. amazing. Is that, yep. that, has that been a kind of an always thing for you? Or is it as the kids are getting older? Like, Oh, no, it's an always thing. You know, like I try and, and Hillary's been good about it. Even, you know, when it's game season time, I'm done by 5, 530. It's like a normal job. Um, try to be done and then try to just exit out of everything else. And, uh, you know, try to try to get with the kids. The great thing about what I do is, uh, the kids can go with me to the gym. You know, they can hang out. They come as much as, you know, like we go podcast at the gym or do anything at the gym. They'll come with us, run around there at the barn. They go back and forth between the barn and the house. And so I get to spend a ton of time with them, but this is more, I guess, dedicated time. And, you know, it's bath time and dinner time. And, um, I don't want to be one of those, 
I don't want the kids to ever look back and be like, Hey, dad didn't have time for us. Or, um, you know, I'm, as much as like you, you, you get caught up in, well, I don't want to be that. I, I just like to hang out with my kids, you know, like we have fun, like Lakeland has soccer practice tonight at five 30. And, uh, she had her first practice last week. I don't know who was more excited. I think I was a little bit more excited. I don't want to be that dad. That's like, Oh, you got to do this, but you know, I want to be there. And if she has questions or wants me to play or help her with something, I want to want to help. So, and Trice now says wants to play soccer. Cause I just said soccer. So, <laughs> so yeah, I it's, mean... uh, it's fun. You know, it's being a dad is, is been, is the best. I got you, son. Okay. Go get the ball in the yard. And so, yeah, I mean, being a dad, it's awesome. It's, uh, it's, it's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, but it's the most rewarding thing, um, I've ever done in my life. So I, I look forward to hanging out with these guys and it's, it, you know, you, we joke and, or people always say it goes so fast. And, um, I was just going through my phone yesterday, the other day, you know, my storage was full. So I'm deleting some pictures and you look back just six months and how much they've changed. I don't, you don't see it because you're with them day to day and with them a lot. Um, but man, it's, uh, it, it, it's kind of sad when you look back and you're like, dang, that was just like six months ago and they've changed so much. Sorry. Wow. We don't say dang. Sorry. I'm getting censored over here. <laughs> T- tell him we'll bleep, we'll bleep that out. No, we'll bleep They'll that fix we'll bleep it. That I'm out. sorry. I'm sorry. That's a bad word. My bad. Trice, uh, got introduced to soap in the mouth on the trip on the RV trip. And so anytime we would stop somewhere, um, at the, uh, RV trip. Yep. Every time, because anytime we'd stop, stop at a hotel, he'd look and he'd go, there's soap in here. They're like, yep. There's soap everywhere. So anytime we go anywhere, Hey dad, there's soap in here. So. Somebody should introduce yeah. Nikki to soap in the mouth. She needs to learn that. I've been very good you have been. ever since. Well, John has enough followers on YouTube now to like monetize, but YouTube won't let you monetize videos with swears in them. So I really? have been self-policing yeah. myself hard. It's, it's hard. I'm, I'm, I've got a bad mouth. You know, I was, my, my parents were born in Michigan, so I've got a little bit of that still. So I, I have to watch my mouth because my trice will just, spit it out and like in perfect context Mm-mm. i'm like i'm like oh that's totally my fault like i can't i can't deny it you know like that was me that one was me so yeah what? yeah yeah might have done that multiple times it's, i'm learning yeah. so fun. much about how to tackle this whole parenthood thing throughout yeah. the podcast and just you know it's um it's it's fun it's a, like i said it's the hardest job ever and don't listen to anybody's advice um but it's, 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 uh, you just kind of learn on a fly, you know, you do re- like, I've noticed I'm a lot better with my younger two than I was with Lakeland, <laughs> a lot more patient. Yep. I'm like, Oh man, I flipped off. Like there's times where I'd lose it. And I'm like, what are you doing? And so it's tough. I, it's fun stuff. I don't know, man. I'm still learning. My youngest came home the other day. She's like, daddy, I've got news. And I'm like, Oh God, here it comes. She's, like, she's like, I've got a boyfriend and I'm just oh, like, no, nope. I, I, well, like, you know, so uh-uh. I, I kind of, uh-uh. I already knew, I already knew because I see her texting yeah. uh, and I see okay. a big goofy grin on her yeah, face yeah. and, and I'm like, yeah, you know, and, and occasionally she'll hook her phone up to my car so she can stream the music. And I'd see this kid's Matt, his name uh, on the text. Yeah. You know? So I already knew, you know, I'm like, baby, yeah. I'm not dumb. Like I knew you had a boyfriend, yeah. but now you got to bring him by, you know? Yeah. No, we got to meet him. She yeah. did not tell me when I interviewed her on the podcast oh. recently. She did not mention it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
but so yeah, you continue to learn. Like it never really goes away. You just have. I'm not looking forward to those days. Uh-uh. I'll, so. It'll be fine. Like I, I, I used to worry about it because I have two girls, and like I was yeah. always like, all right, boys yeah. are going to come along, and I'm going to have to threaten them. But now that they're older, and I've raised them, right? They're like smart, yeah. mature, funny, yeah. responsible girls. So I don't worry about it anymore. You know, right. well, the, the boys should worry about it, but I don't yeah, worry about exactly, that. Exactly. Oh, I worry go. about boys going back to both of your houses someday. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, got, I, I have a really long driveway, so they're going to have some time to think about what they're doing. <laughs> really long driveway. And like Just a lot of weaponry just yeah. up on display for, you know. Yeah, it won't be hidden. It won't be hidden. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, I want to wrap with just a couple questions from our from our yeah. Patreon listeners yeah. because it seems to be a common uh, common question that people have just all the sort of like irons you have in the fire and all the little different projects you've got going on and the businesses you run between uh, the podcast and the farm and the coffee like give us kind of a rundown on on all the other things that you're working on right now and and what what's going on there yeah well I'll start off by luckily I have really good people in place to help me and. And, uh, you know, I honestly, most of it, I'm just the face of more than, uh, the actual physical, well, I wouldn't say the physical labor. I've actually gotten more involved, uh, definitely in our online programming stuff and the mayhem athlete stuff. Um, that's kind of, I guess my baby, uh, we're doing a lot of videos, trying to get a lot of content and, and trying to just ri- refine that and, um, give people, you know, what they're paying for. And we're doing some live streams, like anybody who's part of, um, our mayhem athlete stuff gets accessed and they can do the sessions or the workouts with us. Um, and so that's been kind of my, my baby, I guess. And, and the thing that I've been most involved with. Um, and so he's fine. Huh? He'll, he's fine. As long as he be quiet. Um, and so, so that's the, that's the stuff that I guess that I'm most involved in, um, from the mayhem side. But then, like I said, we got a, you know, Dre that runs apparel and does a really good job with that. Um, and, and Jake does our online stuff, but I help him with that and Tasia. And, and so mayhem wise, um, you know, it's, it's fun. And then the physical gym location right now, it's a little slow with drop-ins. Usually we had a ton of drop-ins, but it's a little slow with everything going on, but Josh does a great job with our members and all that. Um, you know, we have the train with rich stuff, which is literally not a seminar whatsoever. It's just literally come in, work out, hang out, have some fun. It's, those are a great time. Um, we've got that. Uh, we have the coffee shop now in the front of Mayhem. Uh, that's been a fun project. You know, I'm, I guess, a little a little over a year into drinking coffee, but um, a bit of a coffee snob now. So uh, it's fun to have that and have access to that um, every day. And it's been a good thing. And then the farm has been awesome. You know, it started out as just kind of uh, basically myself and Matt, my buddy that I grew up with that lives up the road. Um we both had kids and we wanted our kids to have some chores and something that they had to take care of. And so it started out really just as that. And uh, we were going to get cattle because he had a cattle background and we had the land. And then more and more, we started doing some research. We're like, ah, bison are pretty cool. Let's do some bison. And so that's really just transformed into something else. And it's been awesome. It's been great to just look out and see bison roaming out in my front yard and the kids, uh, you know, having a little bit of, you know, they're a little bit young, I guess, to have chore chores, but uh, they see the hard work that goes into it. And my wife, Hillary actually is not an animal person whatsoever, but she every day goes out there and takes a loaf of bread and tries to get these things. She wants to make them tame, um, wild animals tame, but it's just been fun, you know, and it's grown into, we have sticks and bars and jerky and apparel. And it's, it's been a, a, a pretty cool thing and, and something that's fun. That's not necessarily, I guess, 
the success of it isn't driven off of how well I compete or how well I do in a competition, which is, is nice. And so, um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully that'll, you know, be able to carry me on after I'm done competing. So dude, I'm fun. looking, it's, I'm looking directly into my future right now. Yeah, because, there you go. No, I'm serious because just the last couple of years when we've finally been like, Oh, I wonder if we should like think about like starting a family and doing this whole mm-hmm. family thing has been exactly the time where Matt's been like, yeah, we need a new house. And, um, you know, if we have kids, like I grew up on a farm, I want to teach them how to have chores, how to grow up on a farm, how to respect the earth and mother nature and do things human and right. And I was like, uh, what? (laughs) And so now he's like, well, we need a new house and we need a house with enough acres that I can build a barn. And then we can start with two pigs and one cow. And I'm like, we don't even have a kid yet. Man after my own heart. Dude, Man up to my own heart. Yeah. Oh, uh, so so you're saying I'm gonna have bison? Is where you that's could. Going. They're, okay. They're great, pretty great. incredible. The more and more research that we did, and I'm I've pretty much read almost every book possible. Just how cool of an animal and how resilient they are. And I mean, literally, these things were killed down from anywhere from they say thirty to fifty million down to less than a thousand. Mm. Um, and they've you know kind of made a little bit of a comeback, but they're they're cool. They're different. Uh, you know, everybody's got cows and you see cows all over down here. Um, but you don't, don't see bison that frequently. So pretty fun. Great. Can't wait. Yeah, get, they're fun. Get on it, Nikki. I'm on it. I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with all of it. All I told him is that like, I don't think I can tend to the animal and then eat it. Kill the animal. I'm cool. Harvest, with, I'm cool harvest with, the animal. Yeah, harvest. Like, and I'm harvest. cool. I have nothing, I have nothing against right, it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I just but don't think pet. I can. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so like the chickens Hillary, in the back, they're pets, like we, they are eggs. And when they stop laying, we're just going to have a retirement coop. Like it's just. Yeah. Hillary probably won't know when anything goes to harvest. We may have to like buy one that comes in yeah. as the one goes out. Yeah. Totally. We, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. We're not to that point quite yet. You know, we are sourcing some of our meat from, um, some guys out West, but the plan is to get our herd large enough that we can, um, handle that type of stuff. So it's, cool idea. it's, I, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, the thing about bison, if you get one, you have to get two because they're herd animals. So oh, there you go. Just like chickens. They can die of loneliness. Herd animals. Yeah. These things, you know, we've, we've got a couple of different fields out here. When we first put the fences up, the gates were open and they could go wherever they want, but one or two would get outside different in different paddocks and they'd start to freak out a little bit. And so we're like, oh. okay, let's uh, get them all in one field first. Ooh. Yeah, because the bison will go anywhere it wants to go, basically. These barbed wire fences are there just to annoy it, basically. Um, um, but if they want it out, they get it. I mean, Custer's 2,000 pounds. And so he's, uh, and he, right now he's in the rut as well, which is, he's a little aggressive. Ew. Yep. Yeah, we want like goats. <laughs> okay, there you go. Goats. All right. Hillary I wants mean, goats as well. They're so cute. I mean, he wants cows and pigs and all that stuff. But right. like, just give me like a cute little mini goat. You know, All right, yep. big you old rabbit hutch. Yep. You and Hillary, Fun would get stuff. along real well. Yeah, seriously. That's what she wants. Yeah. See, well, we'll have to just come out. I hear, uh, I hear big ranches are all the rage out there. We'll just, uh, yep. we'll just come, come on. out and be your new neighbors. Come on down. we got some acreage around here. Oh my God, please don't let Matt hear this. <laughs> he like already packed the pot. I can feel it. There you go. Jeez. Well, cool, man. Yeah. That it? Those all our questions? Well, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> it's midday. I know. I don't want to keep yeah, everyone too got. long. No, I no. I think that's. Uh, I think it actually we need to wrap up. But yeah, uh, yeah, Rich, we really appreciate your time, man. I know we know yeah, clear, clearly, clearly you're busy. Uh, yeah. 
a little less busy this time of year. Like I said, I, sometimes I just have to make myself up stuff to do because I can't sit still. I, yeah. I think it's a, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. You know, my parents both were, you know, wherever I went, they were the two hardest working purple people in the room. And, um, you know, I always joked when we grew up, I'm like, all right, that's the last project we could have done on the house. There's nothing else to do. And then my dad would just knock something down. So he had to redo something else. So <laughs> I, I, I blame them for that, basically, that I have to, you know, have to be doing something always and have to be getting ready for something. So uh, it's a blessing and a curse, though. So, well, we, we know you're busy. And, you know, for the record, I, you know, I think during all of this uh, that CrossFit's gone through, I think everyone appreciates what a great ambassador for the sport you've been. Like, it shouldn't go sure. without saying, like, you know, besides the fact you, you know, it's great with your family and what you're doing, you know, work there. I think CrossFit itself is, uh, we're really better off to have you doing what you do. Yeah. So, thank you for sure. I appreciate you guys. I, you know, it's, uh, it's the entire community, you know, no, no part of it, I guess is better than the other. And so I'm just glad to be a part of it. And so I appreciate what you guys do as well. Um, you know, making fun of us and doing those type of things, but, uh, you know, <laughs> that's just I, me. Nick, Nikki's the nice I get one. It. I just make, I fun. get it. Hey, Hey, you gotta have fun. Gotta have fun. You gotta have fun with yourself, you know? So that's, that's the beauty of it. Well, to, to be fair, Rich, you, you kind of started this monster. You commented on one of my first memes. Yep. And I remember what, it actually, when I said I didn't wear wrist wraps that yes. one. So <laughs> See? yeah, yeah. I remember that one. So no, it's good. I mean, you gotta have fun with yourself. You know, there's, there's so much seriousness in the world and, uh, nobody's invincible to it. So I, I make fun a ton of people so i gotta get made fun of as well I guess. So, nice yeah so part of it i appreciate it All if right. you're not making fun of me i guess i'm not you know not relevant anymore so that's right I'll, I'll take it you know all right well then i'll just keep making fun of you every day, <laughs> there we go i'll take mission, it mission I'll take accomplished it. all right well well thanks for coming on nikki yeah, awesome thank guys you. thank yeah. you very much guys all right everyone listening we appreciate you coming on and we will chat with you guys soon